Merson has scored it. Arsenal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event, so if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just Eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Thursday morning, the 27th of April, and the title race is over. It is toast, even though Arsenal are still top of the table. We all know they're not the best team in the Premier League because last night, well, last night was the assassination of the cowards of Arsenal by the sheriffs of Manchester City. If you want to get involved in the conversation this morning, we'd love to hear from you. 0879180180 is the WhatsApp number. You can uh, leave a comment on our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash off the ball. The stream is live. Or you can tweet us at off the ball. I am Shane is here. Shane, good morning to you. Morning, how are things? And Nathan Murphy is here, fresh from, I hope, his own hotel today. Nathan, how are you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. The luxury of the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> ah, look, you can't be uh, too downhearted. You had the night of your life last night. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a very good night. It was, uh, yeah, uh, there's not too many top of the table clashes that are as one sided as that and that are as definitive as that. Uh, Manchester City were were out of this world for large parts of this game and yeah, 4-1 probably the least they deserve Erling Haaland could have had five goals so Arsenal probably got away with one It actually reminded me of the Barcelona 5-0 against Real Madrid when Pep was in charge and he was uh, changing the face of football forever it was that dominant and and like Arsenal did well for it not to be 8 or 9 it could easily have been 8 or 9 but spiritually it's going to feel for them like it was 8 or 9 and they know how far away they are now from being a title contenders really because while the, the table suggests that they've been in contention the reality is that Manchester City were going to squash them at some point they just toyed with them like a cat toying with a mouse until the end of the season and went ah oh, you had your fun buddy I think that's unfair in Arsenal because this was somewhat in Arsenal's own hands before tonight. So Arsenal were the mouse who suddenly decided, you know what, I'm going to give the cat an opportunity. I'm just going to present myself to them and see what they want to do with me and let them play with me if they want by drawing their last three games. <laughs> but they had this. If they had beaten Liverpool, if they'd beaten West Ham, if they'd beaten Southampton, it's a very different story. And a very different game last night, but it felt as though the hangover from the players that Mikel Arteta and those Arsenal players weren't able to get themselves back up last night. They looked to beat Docker right from the off. And a lot of that, though, I think goes down to Manchester City, who just don't give a sucker a second chance. They were on it from minute one. And we've seen that in their top performances all season, at home against United, at home against Liverpool, that De Bruyne, Haaland, they set a tempo early on, Grealish as well of getting in the opposition's bases, of winning it back again and again and again, and just this relentless brilliance. And yesterday wasn't at times about you know flowing football or any of that. It was just actually, we're going to come at you again. All right, we're going to kill your line and try and uh, reset it there. Obviously, the gremlins in the line. All the way from Manchester. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's. I think they have Wi-Fi in Manchester and and, and 4G. Um, flowing football, flowing hair. Sorry, of Erling Haaland. Was it Samson in the Bible had his strength in his hair? Yeah, he was eventually uh, vanquished by his enemy and his lover Delilah. So who's Delilah in this? I wouldn't be a much of a Bible kind of guy, Jer, but I like to bring some sort of a reference here to to Samson and, and Haaland. It was it was a little bit intimidating, and I think that was his intention and purpose. As soon as that hair comes down, you're like, well, he's going to score now. 
100%. He's had some chances. Ramsdale has had some decent saves, half chances. They were good saves. They yeah, were, good you saves. Know, they were good saves. Um, there was uh, there was one that wasn't a good save. The one where he's clean through one-on-one uh, at the start of the second half. Scuffed, yeah. I was like, that wasn't amazing. Other than that, um, you would say that there was last-ditch blocks and Arsenal, if... You know, if things had gone their way, uh, if all the other chances had been missed, the gazillions of them, yeah, then perhaps it would have been uh, a bit. Well, oh, yeah, they could have finished better. But uh, Nathan's back anyway. Nathan, you know just, where to go for good Wi-Fi, eh? Yeah, <laughs> not the Holiday Inn Express <laughs> in Manchester Airport. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much of that you got. Is that I think Arsenal gave them a chance in the last few weeks, but City they were just breathtaking last night. Mm. They're, they, they, are, they did take it to another level. Even listen to the pep afterwards. He's like. Oh, we, we decided to, to really play to De Bruyne and Haaland's strength. It's like the most obvious tactic of all time, and yet it was Haaland turning provider. Like, the first goal was just ridiculous. Well, it was ridiculous from an Arsenal point of view that Holding would think that he would be able to get in tight, have the strength to hold off Haaland. It's never going to happen. Uh, it was a lovely play from Haaland to lay it off to De Bruyne. But even then, Gabriel seems to just stand off a little bit too much sort of shows him the way the shot isn't the most powerful shot it does skim off the surface a couple of times and you know the match has just started so the pe- the water uh, the pitch has just been watered so maybe it's a little bit slippy but again you feel that Ramsdale can do a bit more so like Arsenal didn't help themselves with that first goal but like the key to last night was you know Pep goes back to a back four there's no John Stones in midfield he shows the respect to Saka and Martinelli who never get a touch of the ball like both of them taken off the entire front four taken off but playing De Bruyne just off Erling Haaland. I've never seen the two of them in such close quarters. And you've got two such incredibly talented and technically technical players and two such strong players. Like the amount of interchanges that they had that just opened up Arsenal at will. Like that was the key to the game. That suddenly you have De Bruyne getting the ball consistently in really dangerous areas. And like it was because Arsenal were so poor and never even threw a punch. It's. I think it's easy to say that you know they didn't turn up and they, they'll be devastated. But I think even if they had, if City played like that, they wouldn't have been able to deal with them. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see somebody. You know. Well, that's that's it. I think if you look back on last season, the City of the, the you know the City Liverpool games of the last three or four years have probably been as good as we've had in club football. But even in those games, you think to the two-two this time last year at the Etihad, City played like that for large parts of the game where they absolutely crushed Liverpool. You thought there's a massive gulf in class. But Liverpool had a bit of experience and a bit about them where when they had the opportunity to regather, they come back and suddenly they have their own 15-minute spell. I remember last year after halftime, they come roaring out of the blocks. They come back into the game. And Arsenal never had that. Never had that. And they couldn't find a way to get Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, Jesus into the game. And I said to David Miller afterwards, you do look at that Arsenal team last night, Mick Arteta's done a bloody good job getting these into contention mm. because behind those three, there was very, very little. The, Sean Ray Phillips was making that, and he was a, a bit of a rib of, of his uh, dad on Twitter uh, close to the end of the game, slagging Arsenal, but he was making the point after the match, against City, you can either adopt the high press and really, really press them. You can sit back and let the match you, but, but Arsenal seemed to almost be somewhere, as John Virgo might say in the snooker commentary, betwixt and between. They were a little bit of a mid-press. They, it was almost like they were non-committal, Nathan. They didn't know which way they were going. Yeah, and it was interesting looking at Guardiola and Arteta. And one of the great things from our commentary position at the Etihad is you're right behind the two technical areas. And I've never seen Arteta as subdued during a game. 
He never seemed to raise his voice to the referee even, didn't wave his arms, didn't just gesticulate at any stage during the game. Just sort of stood there with his arms crossed and looked a little bit lost, which is totally at odds with the Arteta we've seen for so much of the season, where there's been so much emotion from that, you know, what he's had on the sideline. You wonder if it's had a negative effect at times. Maybe he'd made a conscious decision. He wasn't going to get built into a, a night where, you know, the atmosphere at the Etihad was rarely as hyped as it ever was last night, whereas Guardiola was the complete opposite. When the first goal went in, Guardiola didn't run down and celebrate with Kevin De Bruyne. He ran onto the page and berated Ederson about something that had happened five minutes later that had been annoying him. And he was at his players constantly about them not pressing high enough, about them not going long quick enough, whereas Arteta just seemed a little bit quiet. And you're right, it felt as though while City City changed their tactics from the last few weeks out of respect for what Arsenal had done, Arsenal just sort of rocked up with the same old, same old and hoped it would work, well, even though it hasn't worked over the last few weeks. Or, or ever against um, uh, Manchester City. Is it 12 defeats in a row? Was that the, the stat column had um, in our no. pre- pre-show meeting? Um, 12 defeats. Well, exactly, yeah. And Arteta's beaten every, every Premier League team, but he's lost every game against Manchester City. Uh, yeah, uh, the... I was I, I listened to you guys um on uh in the half hour beforehand um and when the Kyle Walker news came through I was like actually is Pep getting in his own head again here is is this is this the template that we've seen where supposedly inferior teams manage to win one nil they miss a half full of chances and that first three four minutes and there's a chance missed already like ooh and then the goal goes in and it's completely obviously that completely changes the game and I think that subdues Arteta specifically because like he, that's the game up they're not coming back from that uh, I, I, I don't know is this is this Pep reaching some new heady heights or actually are we being set up here like uh, Real Madrid got hammered at the weekend by Girona so at the moment you would expect that this is going to be a cakewalk over the two legs for Manchester City a team bristling with form and energy and all their best players playing unbelievably well Phil Foden can't get a look in but then has one nice touch when he comes on and it's like um, I expect him to romp home everything in everything for the rest of the season I actually expect him to duff up Man, Man United in the final or Pep gets in his own head again far and away. in his box of tricks and feels it too much and is like we have like seven defenders Surely playing not. against Real Madrid Surely not uh, they're by far and away the best team in Europe right now, but there have been plenty of seasons recently where Real Madrid have not been the best team in Europe and have that now and know-how and can somehow get it done. Manchester City have three games in the next nine days between now and then, so they can't take their eyes off that because, again, they are still second while the game's in hand. They still can't afford to slip up. They need to keep this winning run going. But last night was just a return to type, so the last few weeks has been Pep trying something very different and going with this John Stones move into midfield, which is Worked very, very well. Last night, they went back to what we have seen for the vast majority of the season with just a flat back four. Now, Manuel Akanji stood in at left back because Nathan Aki is out injured. But it was more further up the pitch that it wasn't as if Akanji and Walker even had much defending to do because it was so rare that Saka and Martinelli got the ball in a position where they could have a run at them, where they could do any damage. And like Grealish, like Grealish last night again, Mm. It was just outstanding. Uh, and you mentioned Phil Foden. Phil Foden's had appendicitis, which has meant the usual rotation that might happen between them. But it is very difficult to see in those big games. And Foden was always 
probably after De Bruyne, at number two on the team sheet for the biggest matches of the season for Manchester City. It's very difficult to see how he gets back in because Grealish's work rate last night, Sensational he was the again. one getting back, yeah. supporting Akanji. But also what I thought was interesting was how they used him constantly as the player to try and draw Arsenal on. So he would drop in behind Akanji. They played a little triangle. And next thing, he's gone. Like the, the mm. burst of pace and oh. always picking out the right pass inside. And Bernardo Silva does the same on the other side. He does it. He's just so understated. He covers so much ground. But like they're sacrificing in some ways an awful lot of the games. We, you know, we probably saw Jack Grealish have half the amount of dribbles on the edge of the area that he would normally have last night because he was aware that this was a different type of game. So having them there and basically a, a sort of straight 4-4-2 in some ways with Gundogan and Rodri in the middle of the field and De Bruyne and Haaland as a, as a front two. Like maybe there's something in, in keeping it simple for some of these games. It's funny, this narrative of, uh, oh, geez, Je- Jesus and Je- Zinchenko, why would, why would Pep ever get rid of them? Look at them, look at the, what they're doing with Arsenal. But in games like this, you can actually see that they're nowhere near. They're not, they're not in the pecking order. And even the rest of the Arsenal top players, the Odegaard and, and Xhaka, would not be players that, that Pep would ever sign. So like, even uh, Mar- I don't know. I don't know about that. I th- again, I think... There'll be an overreaction to this on the quality of Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli. Like if they're in that Manchester City team, they're getting well, so much more possession. Ma- they're Martin, getting so much more of the ball. Martin Keown made the point after the match last night that Arsenal are 10 years behind City. He said they're moving in the right direction, but they're 10 years behind, which uh, which felt like a stretch, maybe an over-exaggeration. <laughs> Not but prone to uh, over-exaggeration no. sometimes, uh, Martin. Oh, I'd be sending a reducer in on those guys if I was like, uh, uh, they have VAR now, Martin. Yeah, back in my day. Uh, yeah, ten years. But everyone's ten years behind Manchester City on, until, until potentially uh, the results of this investigation come out. And you know, you do have to try and remind yourself that this Manchester City are what is it, 115 different counts they're facing, accusations that they're going to be facing. Now, there've been accusations before. There've been issues before. They've managed to get away with it. Doesn't seem to have tarnished them in any way. And they're going to have the medals in the pocket at the end of the season. So you can put all the asterisks you want in three or four years' time. Uh, it's not really going to matter to these Manchester City players right now, but it does feel that's the only opportunity for these clubs to try and get back. Like One team pops up every season and goes on a little bit of a run and puts it up to them. But they are miles ahead of everybody. And like, Are they going to slow down? I don't think so. At the I, moment, are they going to have a summer where Pep Guardiola looks at the squad this summer and thinks, you know what, I'm grand with that. At the moment, it doesn't look no. that way. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And like they're able to sign the Calvin Phillips of the world purely as a spoiler, it seems, to make sure that nobody else then gets a holding midfielder who might be able to influence the season. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's uh, the money is absolutely very important and it's, it's right that you bring it up. I, I do want to play this. This is um, you speaking to Akanji in the mix zone in the immediate aftermath of the game last night. Yeah, it felt great, and we know it's going to be a big, a, a big game. And yeah, that, that's how we played for for ninety minutes. I think uh, we showed a great team performance over over ninety minutes, and that was um, a really important win for us today. Your position at left back, there was a lot of talk during the week that Arsenal might try and target the wings with Martinelli and Saka in the form they've been in this season. Have you played that position often? Did you have much time to prepare for it? I think I had two games in this position at Dortmund, but it was like three, four years ago already. So it's not um, something I'm used to, but um, when uh, when a team needs me there, when the manager thinks it's a, it's a good decision to play me there, then I, then I will do it. I try to do whatever it takes to win the game. And yeah, that's also what I tried today. The games are coming so thick and fast. Do you, do you actually get much time in the training pitch to plot it all out and try and get your head around what exactly you need to do to tackle Saka? 
Um, yeah, we didn't have a lot of time to, to prepare the game because we play every third day, but that's enough. Uh, that's enough for us. We are used to this um, to this rhythm, and we're feeling great in it. So we got to keep going. Uh, it's been a brilliant week. Three different competitions. There's going to be a lot of talk about the treble. I'm sure you, as a player, are going to say you're not talking about it, but it must be a huge motivating factor. The opportunity that presents itself over the next month to make that sort of history. Of course, it's a it's a great opportunity, but it's still uh, there's still a lot to play for. There's still like seven Premier League games. There's still the semi final in the in the, uh, in the in the Champions League. There's the uh, the final in the FA Cup. So yeah, it's possible to win it all, but it's also possible to win nothing at all in the end. So we gotta we gotta stay humble. We gotta um, focus on the next game because that's uh, that's the most important, and that's uh, against Fulham on Sunday. Thank you. It's so hard to stay humble. It is so hard to stay humble. When they're so bloody good, it is so hard to stay humble. They're so dominant. Um, How good is that guy? I, 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 yeah, I mentioned the, the amount of money that they spent, but 15 million quid bring in him last summer. Mm. Now, they have a relationship with Borussia Dortmund, so I'm sure there's uh, lots of ways of getting these deals done, but nobody spoke about Akanji coming in. He's played all but two Premier League games. He's played right across the back four, and he's a great, solid uh, very experienced international in a season when they've had constant injuries with their centre-backs. He's been a constant in that back three or back four. So, yeah, another very good piece of business done by Manchester City. I was going to ask, is it possible that Arsenal don't win another league game this season? And then I checked their fixtures and who have they got next? Chelsea. <laughs> it's Chelsea. Well, course, uh... and Frank Lampard, who is literally the worst manager at the moment in the history of football. <laughs> Unless, of course, uh, Mauricio Pochettino rocks up uh, between now and then and they somehow offer him so much money that he has no choice but to take between now and the end of the season. Is Lampard going to be manager by next Tuesday night? Surely I, not. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, it, there, there's a little bit of me if I'm a Chelsea fan going, sorry, Mitchell, you're, you're, what, what are you, you're recharging your batteries. How long is it since you've had it? What are you, you're scouting for next season. What, what are you, putting your, uh, you putting like your team together? Mauricio likes, likes a good glass of wine. He likes to get himself in shape, he, you know, when he's ahead of these big jobs. So he's, you know, Going to have a couple of nice glasses of wine over the next couple of months and then spend the summer getting himself ready to rock. I, but like, this can't go on at Chelsea. Look at this squad he picked last night where they basically just dumped all the players uh, that they that they paid so much money for in January. Uh, the fixture list isn't kind for Arsenal. Like, it's so strange when you're leaving last night the conversation. Arsenal are still top of the Premier League. Uh, even the conversation last night when they're five points clear going into that game. You just cannot see Manchester City with their fixture list dropping points twice and with their goal difference they need to drop they need to at least lose one of them too and Arsenal to win all their games. No, it felt felt as though Arsenal were were done and yeah, the likelihood is it just peters out. It'll be a big achievement for Arteta if he can get them up and they can go and they win all the rest of the games and put it up to Manchester City and maybe make an interesting city play Chelsea as well, right towards the end of the season. Who knows maybe they'll have found a bit of form. Sorry, we but should everything. We should do the rest of those fixtures then. So uh, Chelsea are at home and then they're away at Newcastle is there anybody in the world who's making the case that they're going to go Arsenal are yeah. Arsenal are yeah yeah. Ar- and so is there anybody in the world who can make the case for me that Arsenal are going to go to St James's Park uh, not a chance and and do a job on a Sunday afternoon at half four I, I don't actually know I don't have the but I presume um, City or City will be playing before that because they're playing on the Tuesday night against Real Madrid. And then they've got Brighton at home. Now, Brighton stuffed up last night. Um, but if they hadn't, I think Brighton would still be in Champions League uh, mode. And then they're at Forest, who last night had a massive, massive victory. And so, therefore, won't be... Still there. need the points. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. And will still be in the hunt for, um, for safety at that stage. And then they've got Wolves at home on the last day of the season. <laughs> 
I think that'd be well. Yeah, it's a very, very difficult, very difficult fixture list. Now, maybe Brighton have given it all they have and they're the perfect team for teams to be facing if something to fight for between now and the end of the season. The only thing that could derail Manchester City is somehow, you know, what Akanji said there, they're in the rhythm of playing every three games, that somehow they're upset by that. But you look at their fixture list, Fulham on Sunday, Fulham are great in that nice mid-table position where, you know, do they really fancy it against Manchester City or are they going to look elsewhere to pick up their points? They got West Ham at home. They always beat West Ham at home next Wednesday night. They got Leeds. Okay, Leeds are going to be scrapping away. You just hope, as a neutral, that they would just give a bit of a glimmer of hope. You know, drop points in one of those games. Arsenal keep winning and maybe it gives a bit of excitement between now and the end of the season. But you're right. With the way Arsenal have been playing over the last few weeks, going to St. James's Park to take on Newcastle and the way Newcastle have been playing. Yeah. Newcastle probably be favourites for that game. It just feels a little bit like false gods, though, that this Arsenal team, um, I, you're all giving them credit for overachieving with this group of players, but this was their season. I, I keep seeing, like, oh, the team's really young, the age profile of uh, particularly the attacking players, and they've got good centre-back, and it's like, yeah, grand. But when Pochettino finished second... His team had the youngest average age in the Premier League. Oh, this is definitely going to happen. We can write this in and mark it. You can't. It's like, you know, next season, uh, Man United are going to be better. Liverpool are going to be better. Chelsea are going to have a manager who's not bad. Uh, you're going to have Newcastle with a further season. And all of a sudden... But maybe Arsenal are better. Maybe, maybe Arsenal maybe are better. They are. But that will, maybe they that, are. Will, that will come down to investment. Mm. Like, our, the problem with Tottenham was they put themselves in such a brilliant position. And for Damien Delaney on Monday night, you know, going through them one to another. Wow, that was a heck of a team. But they never went and invested and supported them and put themselves in a position that when, you know, Deli Alley had this huge dip in form that there was anybody there ready to step in. So our Arsenal ready to back Mikel Arteta now and buy, you know, one, two centre halves. Are they willing to go and back him and spend a lot of money on a centre midfielder like they're not nobody's ever mentioning Arsenal in the mix There's for no- Jude Bellingham despite the fact they're guaranteed Champions League football next season there's no that's true there's no there's no chance that this is a flash in the pan is there like a, a there, one season wonder there is some chance there is some chance that's oh, the point that, like, absolutely it's not it's not guaranteed that Arsenal are going to be in the top two next season at all it's not guaranteed they're going to be title contenders next season at all I think um, that's the one the question here from Shane is this how the Premier League plays out for the next ten seasons one team challenges and then City blow them away in the home straight I think to Nathan's point that unless the financial investigation and allegations are proven and there is a serious enough punishment to prevent them even then if Pep was to stay and they were able to keep all their current players like if the if the punishment isn't relegation if the punishment is like a three season transfer embargo they've got enough young players and they've got an age profile of a squad that they would still be able to compete and you wouldn't back against them but it would it would even the playing field a little bit I definitely would. Like you're right when you look at Foden and Alvarez coming off the bench. But the age profile, like it is interesting. You now look at Kevin De Bruyne, thirty-one, Bernardo Silva, Ilkay Gundogan, all getting into their thirties. That they are going to need to rejuvenate again over the next couple of years. But if Manchester United, whoever buys Manchester United, if they invest and if they maybe even more importantly than the investment, because United have spent so much money that they actually sort out the footballing side yeah. and that the support structures are placed and that they buy the right players. But Manchester United can get there. Chelsea can get there. Liverpool probably going to be more difficult unless FSG decide they're going to go and spend a little bit more money. But we do have to acknowledge all that has gone on behind the scenes and all that is questionable about what's happened with Manchester City. But they have got it right on the football side. It's easier with all that money, but like they have gone after Erling Haaland from a very young age. They've put the processes in place to ensure that there was really no doubt as to where Erling Haaland was going to go. Mm. There was talk, remember, at the time of 
well, Haaland has his career mapped out and he's going to spend three years at City and then he's going to go to Real Madrid. Well, he might. Maybe that will still happen. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ruling that out. I've got a, more comments here. But Sorry. Now, obviously, all, all these things have been cancelled. Go on. I don't think they've been cancelled. I think that he, like, if he wins the Champions League this season, what other mountains are there for him to climb at Manchester City? He'll spend two seasons, then go and spend three seasons at Real Madrid. That's what you would do if you're, like, sketching out a fancy life. Mm. Like, you go to your dad's club and you win the Champions League and you score 55 goals. I don't know. Could he get to 60? He, he wants to win ultra. He has to win the Carabao Cup next season, Jerry. Okay. He he get to, he's on 49. Yeah. Well, he he's gets, on 49 and he's got, he's got 10 games left. Well, I was just wondering, do they keep playing him in all the games now? I'm not sure they do. I'd say the rotation starts heavily. And you, you absolutely make sure that he is just fit for those big three games that are left, the two Real Madrid games, and then the game against one of the Milan sides in Istanbul. And that's all that matters, because they are going to win the league. And I don't think Arsenal are going to pick up enough points to make it even interesting beyond, like, uh, maybe Chelsea. Maybe Chelsea. Get them back on track. Yeah, but, but, but again, that's not going to happen quickly enough, because they've got three games in the next ten days, and he will start certainly two of them against, you know, at home against West Ham if he starts again. Hacks like next Wednesday night. All right. Uh, does this not put Liverpool's ridiculous point totals when finishing second in the context madness they've won it only once after being that much better than a team like this season's Arsenal I mean that is true Bruce Robert fan club says Frank heading for the door Mark Stellini I mean he may well be <laughs> I think it'd be difficult for uh, it'd be difficult for Todd Bowley to humiliate the Hall of Famer Frank Lampard in such a stunning way by firing him after five games but he might have to do it you might just have to do it Todd Someone was making. Like is Frank heading towards a position where they have to withdraw the Chelsea legend status, where he's no longer on the wall outside the club? He just brought great shame. We loved you once, Frank. But Bad. Won't, it won't get to that. I don't think. I, I don't think people see this current Chelsea demise. It's not even Lampard's fault. If Lampard continues to lose games, ultimately there's a common denominator there that's not Frank Lampard. It's like he's the he's. Would he's it be in a better position if win. Graham Potter had stayed in charge? Yeah, definitely. They would absolutely. Yeah, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have lost their last five games, and they might have been better in the European fixture. Absolutely, would have been better if Graham Potter had stayed in charge. And we now, like, we we know that that's not like. A, oh, I think they would have. Like, mm-hmm. Frank Lampard has been an absolute disaster. Talking last night again about not having a magic wand. It's like that's not your job. Your job is just to inject a little bit of purpose and confidence for a very short period of time. You're not trying to fix the long term thing. You're literally there as a stopgap because they've just hired your You're replacements. A vibes guy. Vibes. Exactly. And he's not good at the vibes, it turns out. They needed you and Bez. Uh, United and Chelsea spent loads, but the difference is that Pep is a brilliant manager and they are very well run. They still have 115 charges against them, thus as Noel Cahill. We've done that. It's amazing what you can do with a good coach, good players and an impressive state apparatus, says Nigel Gallagher. Uh, I presume Jerry's hoping for a draw tonight to keep Villa in the chase for Europe up to Villa. I mean, I actually, no. I, I don't think Villa are going to qualify for the Champions League. And so you want Europa League, not Europa Conference League. And so you want Man United to crush Spurs tonight and for us to finish ahead of Spurs. That's, my, that's what I think. Uh, Fergus Kyo says Pep the great pretender given the money no object freedom to buy any player he wants and then discard him and buy another if it doesn't work Nathan could win the league speaking of Nathans who could win the league Vundekin Nathan from Ted Lasso that's been the major theme of season three you're a complete fanboy it turns out you mm. met the crew of Ted Lasso last night that's why I said you're the greatest night of all time uh, what a photo oh well absolutely absolutely fair play to David Myler he's a good photographer isn't he uh, yes. Uh, so before the game, um, I was down watching uh, Erling Haaland. Missed a lot of chances in the warm-up, Erling Haaland. Missed a lot of chances, which was a good precursor for what was to come. And I looked down to my left and I realized there's Noel Gallagher and Jason Sudeikis and all the rest of the 
uh, Ted Lasso crew. Uh, didn't think too much more of it. Like, I do love Ted Lasso. And I was walking down to the mix zone afterwards and standing outside the mix zone were the three of them, Jamie Tart, Coach Beard, and Ted Lasso himself. Where it's like there's either great actors or they're actually just staying in character because I did feel like I was with the three characters. Like Jason Sudeikis is wearing his Richmond jacket. Wow. <laughs> Method actor. Uh, and they were standing outside uh, the mix zone, obviously waiting to meet uh, the Manchester City players and Arsenal players as they came out. And I thought, screw it. You know what? I'm going to get my photo. Before the game. Very nice men they were. No, after the game. After, after the, game. the game. Sorry, after the game. I thought, sorry, you were talking about missing the chances. Okay, so they're after the game, they're in the mix zone, like fanboying the footballers and you're there fanboying the famous actors. Yeah, it's a never-ending circle of fanboying. Well, it's not never-ending. It, it, it stops at you. <laughs> There's no one <laughs> yeah, fanboying you, true. it turned out. That's very, that is very, very true. <laughs> I didn't fanboy the footballers, so I think that counts as staying professional. Okay, I, okay. I, I, I don't fanboy the footballers in the mix zone. It's just, uh, okay, just okay. the uh, okay, I get superstars. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, well saved. Yeah, well saved. That's a fair point. And so uh, give us more celebrity gossip here, Nathan. This is the bit that could go viral for us. Uh, well, I was hoping Noel Gallagher might appear again because uh, just to, um, well, I am a, a big Oasis fan and I do love Noel Gallagher, not quite in the scale of Cullum. So just more just absolutely sick in Cullum. I was hoping to get the mm. old uh, Noel Gallagher photo, but it didn't quite happen. But yeah, obviously, I, I was in America for a few weeks and I... Ted Lasso is off the charts big in America. So it's obviously, you know, it's the number one success story for Apple in uh, this part of the world. But in America, it is it is football now. Like that is, football has been viewed uh, firstly through the prism of Ted Lasso and it's helping grow absolutely everything else. Uh, and this season, as you mentioned, they have the access with the Premier League where it's a bit more like real life. And uh, obviously you said uh, West Ham are a big part of this season, which I do wonder how they feel about that. They obviously signed up for it and are happy about the publicity. But yeah, they were very chilled out. They were just hanging around, uh, like you know, like all the other uh, rich folk who hang around those places. No, to meet the footballers. No journalism done. No, like because this is the, the last season, and they have said it's not the end of the characters. Did you, did you ask them like, oh, is it going to be beard? Is it going to nah, be tart? What's photos. It? Just get the photo and done. What's going to happen? No, nah, you don't want to be. Do you want to be that guy? They don't want to talk to me. Well, you'd be on TMZ now with like fifteen million views. Like, I mean. You're, 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 did, you not hear, did you not hear that Manuel Akanji interview? Is that not going to go places? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The bit niche. Uh. Sudeikis is a funny guy. I remember meeting uh, Brian Cranston before. The thing I found, Nathan, about these Hollywood guys is uh, they all smell great. Like when you're... When you're After like, a football match and they've been there for a long time, well, so don't anyone was smelling too good. Turns out being rich makes you Jamie smell Tart- good. Jamie Tart looked like he was smelling, smelling all right. They're like the photo is even reflective of their personalities. Coach Beard is a bit, you know, out there. Uh, Jamie Tart looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. And Ted Lasso's just happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, you, you, know, you know, Roy Kent is the comedic genius behind that, and then also has like another massive I, uh, hit in the states as well. He's um, there. You go. Yeah, it was a shame. It's a shame uh, he wasn't there last night. I, I did do an old Gallagher interview about football at the on the way into the World Cup final in 2006. Did I? Have I did I name drop that one? Colin no, Mother, oh, Colin Colin Mother. Mother. No, no, there you go. go, go for just How to piss Colin off. It was, it was excellent. It was, it was a walk and talk. Got about four he, it's incredible watching Gallagher at the Etihad uh, at a big game. Like he just has the run of the play, so he just basically walks along the sideline, shaking hands with every footballer. And last night, as you would expect for a game of that magnitude, like it felt like all the Arsenal invincibles were there on the sideline, which can't help when you're warming up when you have Dixon, Winterburn, Keown, Vieira, Perez, all standing right there in front of you. Uh, but no Gallagher just goes around shaking hands, does a few interviews as he's going around wherever he sees. Yeah, no bother at all. 
up to his box. Happy days. Yeah, looked like he was having crack in the box. Uh, right, Nathan, good work, well done. Thanks, right. guys. No, yeah, okay. Jesus, that was uh, no. The praise isn't good he, enough. He's friends with Hollywood people now. Does he? he doesn't want to yeah. talk to us. Yeah, whatever. Like, ah, leave me alone. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I see some people uh, giving out about Ted Lasso. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? I, I haven't got onto the Ted Lasso vibe What's yet. Is it? Is it worth watching? If it is worth yeah. starting now, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always worth starting. Okay, I'll get into it. The best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. The second best time now. Wow. What a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna get into it. I, I like. I like the sound of it. I think. Uh, Bayern win the league every year whoever the manager is at Barca when you inherit Messi Xavi Iniesta blah 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 they didn't they, like he didn't inherit uh, Xavi was was asking for a transfer and then Guardiola goes no you're going to be my main man like come on you, come on you got to know some football history here like read read Graham's book it's like you'll honestly Pep for all his foibles mm. uh, what he did at Barcelona was change football um you don't just you just don't know now. Everyone thought Arsenal would beat Southampton comfortably. I mean, it's true. It is true. Uh, Dennis Ryan says more OTB unchecked hyperbole. City are not by far and away the best team in Europe. Trent Alexander, best fullback in the world. How did that pan out for Nathan Martinelli? World class. Uh, <laughs> Trent was certainly the most creative fullback in world football for it a was. period of time. There, Dennis. Um, I don't know time. if everybody else was necessarily saying he's the best fullback in world football, but um, yeah. Just seems City are always able to turn up the ante late on in the season, says Andrew Moynihan. Could Arsenal finish third? They look toothless. In fairness to Man City, it's a real fairy tale story, says John Claffey. Uh, Pep was playing Deserby ball last night, baiting Arsenal press and then using Haaland as a traditional number nine to transition into attack quickly after, with De Bruyne playing off him. I think that's why he was uh, given out to Ederson. It obviously wasn't for that specific incident. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder, and this point was made by Arsenal fans last night. Are, uh, has Arteta played too much of this starting eleven too often? Like, are they just at the stage now where energy is the thing? Like, Perhaps well, Partey looked, well, he didn't look fit whatsoever. No, last night. So I think that was the, the, the case for a few of those Arsenal players. So maybe there's something in that. Uh, Kenny the dad says you should find Owen wherever he is in the world and ask him his thoughts on it all. And Spectre Corp says Owen is taking ayahuasca in the jungle somewhere to cope with it all. Ayahuasca does clean, cleanse the system inside and out. Like uh, you know, there's there's a, puking that's part of the, the process, apparently. A lot so maybe Larsa fans felt like puking last night. A lot of puking. A lot of puking going on. Other orifices may, may also yeah, be yeah. involved. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.